Think Red Smoke Alarms. Think 10-year warranty. Think Australian-owned. Think redsmokealarms.com.au. Amar Safety. Over 30 years of better brands and better service with the widest choice of PPE. Welcome to Tradies News in a Nutshell. Yeah, hi, good morning everyone. Welcome along to Tradies News in a nutshell. Good to be back with you. Daniel Pedgrew in the chair on this 31st of October 2023. Where is the year going? We're broadcasting through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney, SENQ 693 AM in Brisbane and SEN 1620 AM on the Gold Coast. 1300 01 1170, our open line number as always. And you can text 0457 736 736. That's all before breakfast with Jimmy Smith and Greg Alexander for listeners through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney. For those of you listening in Queensland, you'll get the first hour of Jimmy and Brandy and then Padden Hills along at 6 AM local time. A lot has happened since I last spoke to you last Thursday. Big thanks to Charlie Goodsir for filling in uh, on Friday. Of course, yesterday we had the NFL. We'll get to all of that in just a second. Plus, Chris Perkins in America will join me in about 10 or so minutes. We want to get to him nice and early because a lot to talk about with Chris Perkins this morning. And John Gallo after another intriguing round of football, both here locally, of course, with the A-League, the Matildas, 8-0 the other night, and the EPL. We'll have a chat with John Yellow in about half an hour as well. But most importantly, as always, want to hear from you. one 1170 our open line number. Or you can text 0457 736 736. The Hot Topic, thanks to Rheem. Built tough for Aussie conditions. When it comes to water heating, ask your plumber to install a Rheem. Yes, except nothing less than Australia's best at Installerim, Australia's favourite hot water. Before we get to the news of the day, talking sporting superstitions this morning, and we'll explain why when we speak to Chris Perkins. It was something he messaged me the other week or the other day about. Um, I think it was on Thursday. And I thought, we'll leave it and we'll talk about it uh, this morning. So you all understand why we're talking about this shortly. But do you have any sporting superstitions? Now, it could have been maybe when you were playing, maybe even just at a local uh, level or club level. Um, maybe you're a better sportsman than that. Maybe you played at an elite level. But it, it might have been something when you are playing. Maybe it's even as a fan. Is there something when your team plays that you do each and every week? And does it work? I mean, it must work if it's a superstition. Maybe. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Either when you were playing at some point at whatever level, or when your team is playing, or teams, uh, I suppose it'd be difficult to do it if you have four or five teams in different codes, one in NRL, one in AFL, one in A-League. Well, I suppose you could. Sporting superstitions, one 1170 or 0457 736 736. What do you do on game day? And do you do it every week? Is there something you do every week on game day when either you're playing or your team is playing that you support? Happy to hear from you. And as I say, we'll explain that more. and We'll go more into detail with that with Chris shortly. one 736 At three and a half past five in New South Wales, three and a half past four in Queensland. Let's get to some of the news of the day. We'll get to Eddie Jones and that old debacle in a second. But before that, uh, there's been a lot of talk about this 18th team over recent weeks. Um, and now the Bears are officially ready to step forward. The North Sydney Bears are, are poised to lodge a formal proposal with the NRL after two years of groundwork and analysis to reveal how and why the club should be considered for NRL expansion. 
revealing uh, in the Daily Telegraph that the club's submission will involve a new club that incorporates the entire Pacific region, including New Zealand, and not just Papua New Guinea. Bears directors are reviewing the plan, which will be sent to the NRL within the next fortnight. So we know the Papua New Guinea push has gained a lot of momentum over recent weeks. Most people saying it's basically almost a done thing. But Baird's officials are ready to take a giant stride forward towards NRL inclusion by outlining their proposal, which will incorporate games being played in Australia and around the Pacific nations. So different to Papua New Guinea in this sense. Now, the Bears want to secure Tonga, Samoa, uh, the Cook Islands, Fiji, and parts of New Zealand in their bid. Uh, Bears chairman Daniel Dixon said the game must consider the Pacific region when viewing expansion given the equality of matches in the current Pacific Championships. Now, an official name has not been uh, ratified yet, but the Pacific Bears is a possibility. The club will be based in Sydney and possibly play two to three matches a year at North Sydney Oval. Daniel Dixon said, we would love to incorporate the Pacific and we are absolutely passionate about embracing some of those territories that would do very well with what the Bears have to offer. We will put forward our proposal in the coming weeks. The Bears would very much embrace those rugby league heartlands and hope we could be part of the NRL's expansion plans. There is so much work to be done in those places and the expanding franchise has to be willing to think that this just is, it just isn't an 18th team. This is all about developing. The talent is there but the pathways aren't. What do you reckon? So a lot of talk about this 18th team in terms of PNG. And I have to say, as I think it was last week, we talked about this or potentially the week before, but when it first was muted that it's basically been locked in, and I think Michelle Bishop on this station was the first one to really uh, make mention of it on the breakfast show with Vossi and Brandy. I saw a lot, and we got it on the text line here, a lot of negative feedback to the fact that the Papua New Guinea team looked like to be locked in as the 18th team. Now, um, I'm one that probably thought Perth should be a better option um, than a PNG team. And it has been noted as well that the best priority is the Pacific, but the club will not rule out Perth as a fallback option if this does not work out. So what do you reckon? It looks like at the moment we're going to get a team either Papua New Guinea. I don't think Perth is an option for the 18th team. From everything you hear, everything you read, that's not going to happen. So a Papua New Guinea team, like we've been hearing about over the past couple of weeks, or are you on the Bears bus with this? Wanting to secure Tonga, Samoa, Cook Islands, Fiji and parts of New Zealand in their bid and playing two to three games, based in Sydney and playing two to three games a year at North Sydney Oval. We've talked about it before, where the Bears and where they potentially could come back into the NRL. Do you like this? Or would you still prefer to see it, see a team based somewhere else? one three hundred oh one eleven seventy, or 0457-736-736. What do you reckon? The Bears, the Pacific Beard, the Pacific, Pacific Bears, they could be called. You think it's going to happen? North Sydney fans, um, but there's still a lot of them. We know that. Would you, would you support? Would you get on the bus for the Pacific Bears? I mean, surely you'd have to. Wouldn't be the North Sydney Bears as you remember them. But a couple of games still at North Sydney Oval, I don't mind it. I don't mind the idea. I personally probably think if we're going to go within that region and this proposal is well thought out and everything ticks all the boxes and we have to wait and see about that, 
then it's not a bad idea. But let's wait and see. Let's see if everything stacks up yet. Your thoughts, one 1170 or 0457 Now, Rugby Union, uh, Eddie Jones has been a talking point over the past five or six weeks. We know uh, over the weekend, uh, late Sunday night, we heard that he has left. Um, and now they're on in search for a new coach for the Wallabies. Stephen Larkham, Dan McKellar, Michael Checker, Ian Foster uh, have all been floated. Darren Coleman have all been floated by various parties as candidates for the head coaching role from next year, 2024. It comes as Jones fired a brutal shot at Rugby Australia's ability to fix the game. He said, I don't like to be in projects. I don't think they can really get to where they need to get to. And I've made that decision that I don't think that's the case. Not sure if you saw Eddie Jones on Nine News last night at the breakfast show. We'll play some of that a bit later on this morning. Um, he was asked by Danny Widler at the end of the interview if he had had any meetings with Japan Rugby. And his reply was he doesn't have a job offer, any job offers at the moment. Not entirely the question. And really, and I know we'll probably talk more about this uh, with Matty Cox tomorrow morning on the show, but, and I know people have had their say right throughout um, the past couple of days and right throughout the past few weeks. But, geez, what a debacle this whole thing has been with Eddie Jones and Rugby Australia. I still remember the morning he was signed. Um, and everyone thought this was going to be a great thing. Wasn't. Clearly wasn't. Having only won two of his matches uh, in charge of the Wallabies this year. And he doesn't believe that Rugby Australia can get to where they need to be. And that is another interesting issue. Uh, you can think of what you like about Eddie Jones, and that's perfectly fine. People do. Um, and I think most people agree it's been pretty badly handled from everyone. But where does Rugby Australia go to now? Because it is an interesting one. We've got a World Cup here in 2027. And rugby, as we'll mention a couple of times, is way down on the pecking order at the moment in terms of not just football codes, but sport here generally in Australia. So where, does it, where do Rugby Australia go now? How do they fix things over the next few years? Because, yes, you could lay the blame on Eddie Jones, and, yes, that has been a debacle. But it has to be said the Wallabies in particular have been struggling for a long time now. This is not a new thing. Um, this year has been a lot worse than other years, but they haven't been at the top of the game and Rugby Union hasn't been at the top of their game for quite some time. So who is the man to fix the Wallabies? Who is the person that can fix the Wallabies? 0457 And how do you fix it? How do you fix it? one 1170 And there was a bit of talk just before a break yesterday about Joseph Suatli'i. Uh, his move to Rugby Union seems like it won't be impacted by Eddie Jones' departure. Now, as uh, the Roosters' sensation sets his sights on leaving Rugby League with a bang, um, it is understood that Suili remains committed to taking up his three-year deal with Rugby Australia, which begins in 2025 and is believed to be worth in excess of $5 million. And now, even if the Roosters wanted to keep him beyond next season, they are hamstrung by the salary cap, having began preparing for his for life in his absence. We know Joey Manu off contracts, Tilly Tupanua, Terrell May, Angus Crichton seems like his deal with Rugby Australia has fallen through. Luke Keary, we don't know what's going to happen there. Uh, it does seem, though, uh, Sui Lee seems very committed to the Roosters, not playing for Samoa in the Pacific Championship, so he's concentrating on the Roosters for next year, but still seems committed to go to Rugby Australia for tw uh, from 2025 onwards for three years. 
Um, so we'll see how that does pan out. But at the moment, still heading over to Rugby Union. So that's just some of the stuff on our agenda on this Tuesday morning. Sporting superstitions. We'll get into it with Chris in just a second. We'll explain what we're talking about it. But is there something you do on game day, either when you're playing or when your team's playing? Might be a little thing, might be a big thing. Uh, the North said, well, not the North Sydney Bears anymore, the Pacific Bears. Wanting to become the Pacific Bears, wanting to secure Tonga, Samoa, Cook Islands, Fiji, and parts of New Zealand in their bid, playing two or three games at North Sydney Oval. Like it? Don't like it. Bears fans, you excited about this? Potentially. What do you reckon? 0457 736 736. And how do they fix, or how do we fix rugby in this country? How do we fix the Wallabies? And who is the person to do that? one 1170 to your text, your calls, and Chris Perkins on the other side of this. It's 13 past five in New South Wales, 13 past four in Queensland. This is Tradies News in a Nutshell. 17 past five, 17 past four in Queensland. We'll update you in the Cricket World Cup shortly. Another interesting result overnight. We'll talk about that shortly. Paul Dennett, by the way, our cricket expert, will be on the line tomorrow morning to talk all things cricket, which we're looking forward to. Uh, text before we go to Chris Perkins, re the North Sydney or the Bears bid to become the Pacific Bears. Looking, if you're just switching the radio on, looking to secure Tonga, Samoa, Cook Islands, Fiji and parts of New Zealand in their bid. Based in Sydney, though, playing two or three games a year at North Sydney Oval. Big G says, morning, Dan. Nice to hear. Thank you. Uh, I don't like either bid. The Tigers and the Dragons both prove having dual bases don't work. Uh, it doesn't work. Cheers, the Big G. Yeah, it's an interesting one. Um... I suppose the Tigers and the Dragons are a little different in this scenario, but same sort of premise I get. Um, and I suppose the other thing will be they're proposing to play two or three games at North Sydney Oval a year, which is fine. Uh, I don't have any issue with NRL at North Sydney Oval. Um, but when they say they're going to secure Tonga, Samoa, the Cook Islands, Fiji and parts of New Zealand, teams have 12 home games a year, 11 if, you, if you're the home team at Magic Round. Um where do they play? I know, obviously, there's going to be spread out, but if they're only playing two or three games at North Sydney Oval, that means there's, what, up to 10 games potentially elsewhere. Tonga, Samoa, Cook Islands, Fiji, do they, or parts of New Zealand, do they just go on a bit of a roadshow and don't have one particular base? I know the club says it'll be based in Sydney, but in terms of a home ground, that's probably another issue that um, I'm sure the NRL, the ARLC will look at. But your thoughts on it, would you like to see that ahead of Papua New Guinea team, ahead of a Perth team. The Bears back in the NRL, potentially the Pacific Bears. Uh, sporting superstitions, we'll get to that with Chris in just a second. And how do they fix rugby union? Who is the man? Who would you be picking as coach of the Wallabies? One, give me one name and what you can do to fix Australian rugby. 0457 736 736 or 1300 011170. Time to do this now for the Makita XGT, part of our power play this morning. Experienced professional cordless power without limits. Now on Tradies News, it's time to get the latest from the USA. And on the line is Chris Perkins. Morning to you, Chris. Where do we find you this morning? Uh, you find me in the Great Smoky Mountains and uh, on the North Sydney Bears real quick. Mm. How, how would you like to be a player being being uh, pitched 
hey, join the North Sydney Bears. You get to live out of a suitcase for six months. Well, and I suppose this is the interesting thing, and that's another issue. Um, I think that's also probably an issue uh, with, our, with the other potential 18th team, um, the Papua New Guinea team. But you are right. Look, I don't mind the idea, um, but where they're going to be based and, yeah, flying around. And, and if that is the case where you're only going to be playing two or three at the club's going to be based in Sydney, but you're only going to be playing two or three games a year at home in Sydney. Of course, you'll have somewhat, quite a few away games in Sydney, so you'll be there a bit longer than just obviously the two or three games. But in terms of home games, where do you go? Where do you move to? I, I don't know. It's yeah, going to be, if it gets up, and there's a lot of if, buts and maybes at the moment with this, if that got up, it'd be interesting to see what does happen because they're in the situation that, yes, it's great that they can play a couple of games at North Sydney Oval, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. It, it would be, it's going to be interesting. As I said, and I've said from the start, I would actually have Perth as my 18th team. But anyway, uh, that's just uh, me. Now, Chris, uh, we'll get to some of the news uh, shortly. Uh, sporting superstitions. We were talking the other day. You're, you're not going to attend your team playing. Why is that? I am a very superstitious person. Are you? Okay. Mm. I, I am extremely superstitious. Uh, and I have discovered that when I go to professional soccer games, my team loses. Ah. Now, ultimately, it didn't matter. I was in a state several hundred miles away last mm. night when St. Louis City got their butts handed <laughs> to them on their home ground by Sporting Kansas City in the first game of the playoffs. Mm. For what? It was ugly. I went to bed a half hour early because Ooh. it was so ugly. So, I didn't even watch till the end. So you, but you, I, I am 0-4 going mm. to professional soccer games. I've been to three St. Louis City games this year. They lost all three of them by a score of two to each of them, or two of them by a score of two to one. Uh, one four nil. That was to Club America, uh, which is a really good team. Mm. My fourth one was back in January of 1998, and I'm going into a tunnel. And yes, straight into that tunnel he, he goes. We'll get back to uh, Chris in a second. Uh, bad luck charms. Well, uh, personally, I think um, Chris should just actually um, go to the game because if they're going to lose anyway, uh, well, what's the problem, to be perfectly honest? 0457 736 736, our text number. You can call the open line 1300 01 We'll get back to Chris in just a second. John Gallo will join us shortly uh, to talk all things football as well. Another big weekend of the EPL, of course, A-League across the course of the weekend as well. We hope Chris is back. Chris, are you out of that tunnel yet? Yeah, I went into the tunnel. I knew I was going to lose you. But, yeah, the fourth one was I lost... Uh, Newcastle United lost uh, 2-1 at Hillsborough, January of 1998. That was my first ever soccer game I went to. Mm. So, yeah, I'm 0-4. So, I'm worried about going to any St. Louis City playoff games this year. The problem is they only, may only have one left because they lose in Kansas City on next Sunday. Their season's over. Well, it's yeah. the first round of the playoffs. Well, I, I think that you just need to go to one of these games because all it takes is one game and a win that would change everything. I, I'm mm -hmm. not. You think you're the bad luck charm? I don't think you are. I just think it's been just coincidence. But if it gets to about 10, 12, 15 games that you've been to and they haven't won, then I might uh, revisit my thoughts on that. But I think you should it's go. A I think you should go. It is a troubling trend, mm. is, is all I'm saying. All so right. I'm concerned. Okay. All right. Well, I understand your concern. Uh, sporting superstitions, there's something that you do on game day. Or are you like Chris? And you, I know one person 
that um, loves their team, a couple of teams, can barely, sometimes doesn't even watch the games because they're so nervous that they're their bad luck charmer. So uh, it's an interesting one, uh, the quirks of watching sport. Any sp- uh, superstitions in sport, 0457 736 736 or 1300. I'll give you one more that yes. I... Yeah, I'll give you one more that I had uh, when I, in my childhood. And this only cropped up one season mm. where during a, a St. Louis Blues uh, playoff run, mm. my dad and I, and I'm, I was like 12, 13 years old, okay? Mm-hmm. But we discovered somehow, some way, anytime one of us would go to the bathroom during the game, mm. the other team scored. Yes. Very weird thing. And that... it happened this entire playoff run. So we would we would be treated like we were at the game, hold off any bathroom breaks to the intermission. It does happen often, uh, not just not so much maybe with rugby league, although it can happen with rugby league. With any sport, it, it, you just go off bathroom, make a cup of tea, you get a drink or whatever, make some food. The mm-hmm. one, the two minutes you're not watching is when something does happen. It's amazing how often that does happen. So anyway, any sporting superstitions, 0457 736 736. Do you think you're a bad luck charm to your team like Chris does to his? Now, uh, just uh, before we get to the NFL from the weekend, on a more serious uh, note, um, and there's been a lot of talk about this on social media over the past 24 or so hours, but the very sad passing of Adam Johnson, the ice hockey player over in the UK. Tell us more about this, what you know, Chris, because it's, uh, I know the video, I would I would encourage people not to look at the video, but there has been video floating right. around on social media over the past 24 hours, a lot of talk about this. Uh, what's the general talking points over there after this happened to Adam Johnson? As I said, awful story. Well, I'll tell you, this This literally just popped into my phone on an alert from ESPN mm. not two minutes ago. Mm. Uh, police are actually looking into what happened to him on Saturday night uh, during that hockey game. I, you know, mm. sounds like it was a freak accident. You know, hockey, mm. hockey is such a dangerous sport. I mean, you've got guys, big guys, strong guys flying around on ice. Mm. They're wearing sharp metal blades attached to their feet and mm. you know, high, ice is slippery you get knocked down you get knocked around sometimes you can get knocked upside down where your skate flies up in the air and i'm surprised this doesn't happen more often i but it's a pretty rare thing where a player will will get cut by a uh, by a skate blade that's flying up in the air mm. so uh, i mean we've seen it happen i've seen it happen a couple of times to goaltenders you know, when there's a you know, scramble around the crease and bodies are flying around. But, yeah, this was just so, such a freak accident, such a tragedy uh, for for Adam Johnson and, and his family. And my heart goes out to them uh, going through this. But, uh, yeah, it's it's a rare – it's one of those rare things. I mean, Adam Johnson, he, he got a cup of coffee in the NHL. He played 13 games for the Pittsburgh Penguins, um, uh, you know, trying to – make a career over in England. Um, obviously, he's a professional hockey player, you know, so he's obviously pretty good. It's just one of those things that happens, unfortunately. Mm. And, you know, police are investigating. I don't know what they're going to determine other than it was just a freak accident, but just tragic. Yeah, we'll see uh, what that's... See that happen. Yeah, we'll see where that story does lead. But, yeah, obviously, a very, very sad. So our thoughts uh, to Adam Johnson's family and friends. Uh, 27 and a half past five. Uh, let's wrap up the NFL. Some quirky results yesterday and over the weekend, Chris. 
uh, to say the least, uh, some quirky <laughs> results. Uh, how about the – we found out something. The mm. Kansas City Chiefs, and specifically Travis Kelsey, they mm. need Taylor Swift to show up every week. And it's she funny. wasn't there in Denver yesterday. It's Travis Kelsey did not look good yesterday. It's funny you mentioned Taylor Swift as well. Back page of the Daily Telegraph uh, this morning uh, saying that basically because she's touring here in February, it's likely to mean the Matildas are bumped off a core stadium and the MCG for a must-win Olympic qualifier. I'll get to that story later. But Taylor, uh, she's involved in sport uh, NFL level and now coming bumping our Matildas off. She's a powerhouse, Taylor Swift. She she is, and she has a tour of South America starting next month. Mm. Uh, she's playing shows in uh, Buenos Aires, Rio, and uh, and Sao Paulo next month. So Very she's nice. going to be away from the Chiefs. Mm. And I saw a stat. Travis Kelsey's average over 100 yards receiving. Uh, when Taylor Swift is there, he's under 50 when she's not. Whoa. So there is a distinct – there's a big yeah. thing. And the Chiefs lost yesterday 24-9 to to all teams. Denver. Yeah. Do you think just just, just back to that? Years they lost to Denver. Just back to that stat. Do you think he's there? He's trying to impress her if he's playing better while she's there when she's not. Wouldn't you? Uh, well, yes, hey, I would. Taylor Swift yes. crying out loud. This is true. I, I, I would. I would totally be falling out if if I got Taylor Swift there to watch me play ball. Absolutely, I'm going to fall out. I would want to catch 25 <laughs> for 270 and five tutties. This is true. Of course, I'm going to be doing everything I can. Do it. Uh, yeah. Another weird game. This was mm. a game that set that may have set football back 80 years. <laughs> the Jets and the Giants at uh, MetLife yesterday. The Giants had minus nine net passing yards for the game. And somehow, some way, we're 24 seconds away from winning the whole thing, mm. from beating the New York Jets. Uh, Zach Wilson led him on a 24-second drive, got him into field goal range to force the game to overtime. Uh, and then uh, Greg Zerline kicked the game winner in overtime as well. 13-10 the final. Here's the stat of the day for you. Yes. 23 combined points in that game, 24 combined punts. Ooh, stat of the day. I like that. Could be a new Ugly. segment for you, Chris. Stat of the day. Stat of the, Ugly, stat of the week. Yeah. Mm. Absolutely ugly game between the Jets and the Giants. Anybody who had to watch that game, uh, I suggest bleaching your eyes. Okay, well, yes, yes, fair, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, <laughs> I, I probably wouldn't go that far, but uh, yes, no, I know the line you're well, going. Uh, all right, cool. No worries. Now, Chris, I'm going to let you go because we're going to talk some football with John Gallo after the break. However, we'll have a longer chat on Thursday in about 48 hours' time. Of course, a lot of American sport, NFL, college football we'll get to, maybe some MLS, maybe you want to talk about it by then. Um, but, of course, we continue, <laughs> we continue your hunt for an NRL team as well. So if you missed it last week on the show, uh, we are up to the Bulldogs. So uh, we've done three teams so far. You believe the West Tigers are a candidate. Uh, you think the Bulldogs are a candidate. This weekend, or this week, Thursday morning, we're going to try and get you on the Gold Coast Titans bus. And I'm not entirely sure how successful we're going to be with this, but they are the team we'll be looking at for you on um, Thursday morning. So very much looking forward to doing that with you. Plus, talking more American sport. We'll chat on Thursday, mate. Sounds good. Our first playoff, uh, college football playoff rankings come out tomorrow. Prediction for you, it'll be Ohio State, or Washington, Michigan and Georgia, the top four. We'll see how smart I am coming Thursday. Perfect. Thank you, mate. We'll chat in 48 hours. Have a good day.
You too. Chris Perkins on the line from America, and we will uh, talk to him more so on Thursday morning. 0457 736 736 or 1300 011170. We do that from the Makita XGT, the professional choice for cordless convenience, unmatched performance, innovation, and power without limits. Cricket World Cup just before a break. Uh, Yesterday or overnight, Afghanistan, another win, this time against Sri Lanka uh, off uh, they're 40, no, so Sri Lanka were all out, sorry, uh, batted first all out for 241 of 49.3 overs. Afghanistan managed to get that target, only losing three wickets and winning uh, with 28 balls remaining, three for 242. So another win for Afghanistan. So well done to them. Uh, the cricket continues tonight at 7.30 when Pakistan play Bangladesh. As I say, we'll talk to Paul Dennett tomorrow morning on the show. At the moment, uh, the ladder looks like this. India first, South Africa second, New Zealand third, Australia fourth, Afghanistan are in fifth, ahead of Sri Lanka, Pakistan, Netherlands, Bangladesh and England still on the bottom of the ladder. So well done to Afghanistan. Another good win by them in the Cricket World Cup last night, overnight. 0457 736 736. More texts there. I'll get to them in just a second. Who's the man? What do they do to fix Australian rugby? The Pacific Bears. Do you like that bid? You fan or not? And sporting superstitions. 0457 736 736 or 1300 0111 70. We back after this. It's 27 to 6 in New South Wales, 27 to 5 in Queensland. Nice to have your company. We are going to talk football, as in soccer, in just a second. We'll do that after this text. Don't forget, by the way, we're here for Red Smoke Alarms. Think redsmokealarms.com.au. And of course, Amer Safety, your Australian owned workwear and PPE provider. Just a text before we get to John Gallo. This in terms of, well, quite a few things, actually. This is from Kieran at Penrith. He says, still hoping for the Central Coast Bears. This is on the back of the talk about the Pacific Bears. Wondering, will the NRL reduce the ticket price when playing in these developing countries in the Pacific? Not sure if many locals can afford the ticket price. Well, that's another interesting one, I would say. So I don't even know how much a ticket would be over there. Um, and I don't know, for example, when we're seeing at the moment in the Pacific Championships, the test matches, I don't know how much the tickets are uh, to the games being played in Papua New Guinea at the moment. Probably interesting. I might have a look at that in a second. Good point. He also says Union needs to get rid of their private schoolboys culture. Uh, put the Penrith Emus back into the Shoot Shield. Try and get some of the Penrith Juniors before league get them. And maybe select players from the Shoot Shield and not just Super Rugby for the Wallabies since the quality of the Shoot Shield is a better quality. Kieran at Penrith. Thank you uh kieran on that some very good uh, points on that text i'll try and follow up uh those ticket prices as well thank you kieran keeping them coming in the pacific bears would you like to see that in the nrl as part of the 18th team ahead of the Papua new guinea uh, bid ahead of a perth team because it does seem that perth is not being looked at at the moment for the 18th team and how do we fix rugby in australia who replaces eddie jones who would you like to see there 0457 736 736 don't forget beaumont tiles is giving away a trip for two to american footy's biggest game worth over seventy thousand dollars just shop in store before november 12 still got a bit of time and you're in with the chance t's and c supply now on tradies news it's time for the latest in football Time to talk football. John Gallo is on the line. Morning to you, John. Morning to you, Dan. How are things on this lovely Tuesday morning going for you, mate? Yeah. Wild and windy out there, of course, but uh, hopefully no trees have fallen on the studio 
anytime soon, mate. No, there so is hopefully you're okay. There is a nice plant in the studio, but as we were inside, it's not moving. Yes, it is very – yeah, just for our listeners, through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney, uh, very windy outside when I made my way into work about 90 minutes ago, two hours ago. Very, very windy. It wasn't supposed to be forecasted like this as well, so do take care uh, on the roads as you make your way to work or school or wherever you might be going this morning. Now, John, uh, before we get to the EPL and uh, the Matildas, I want to ask you about this 8-0 uh, the other night over the Philippines. They play again against Chinese Taipei uh, tomorrow night at 10pm. But that performance, 8-0 against the Philippines, what a performance by the Matildas in front of a huge crowd over there at Perth. Yeah, well, you know, Sam Kerr, Caitlin Ford, both getting double hat-tricks in, the, in a game of football. You don't see that all too often. Um, it was a, a real dominating performance, 8-0 victory. And look, it could have been 10-0, 11-0, to be fair. I mean, the Matildas absolutely torn to shreds, the Philippine side. And the Philippine side, with all fairness, didn't really look at all troubling uh, to, to the Matildas. The Matildas just stayed in control from start to finish. And, uh, yeah, again, another resounding performance and result to sit top of Group A in the Asian League Games qualifiers. And uh, they go into Chinese Taipei tomorrow night with all the confidence in the world. And uh, they could rack up a, a similar scoreline tomorrow night. So, uh, so who knows? But, uh, yeah, I mean, this, this Matilda side has just been unbeatable, unplayable and, uh, and going really, really well at the moment. And good to see some of those players, those younger players, give it an opportunity as well to start with the Matildas. I think that was a real positive sign in terms of the future going forward for the Matildas as well. Uh, the headline on the back page of the Daily Telegraph today, no bad blood, just blank space. Very good. Uh, now, this is because Taylor Swift is going to be touring in Australia at the same time as the Matildas are competing for a must-win Olympic qualifier. Uh, and those so Swift concert dates in both Melbourne and Sydney fall around the same time as the FIFA dates of the next round of Olympic qualifiers, which is February 24 and 28. Uh, Swift will be playing Feb 16 to 18 at the MCG and then will be at a core stadium from Feb 23 to 26. We know how popular Taylor Swift is, so... Uh, the Matildas might be having to look somewhere else. I would say Allianz Stadium would be the place they would probably be looking at uh, in terms of Sydney. Yeah, well, I mean, that's, yeah, I mean, you have to make way for the, uh, the lovely Taylor Swift to come down to Australia, of course. And surprised it wasn't Paul McCartney that would disrupt things, though. Paul McCartney probably uh, might come down and disrupt a few games down again, too, Dan. So I, he's been touring around Australia yeah, at the moment. Br- uh, so, uh, yeah, yeah I, you never know. I, I know, know, Pete. Good I know. singing song, Let It Be. Let It Be to the FFA as, as, as Taylor Swift comes through the doors and takes over the, uh, the stadium. In Perth. I so know some. Good, I, I know some people that went to Paul McCartney. Mixed reviews. Some said very good. Some said mm, okay. I know one person actually left before the end of the concert. Which uh, would, mm. Ooh, anyway, uh, EPL uh, and also uh, that would be if the Matildas were playing at Arlington Stadium. That would be another chance for you to come to Arlington Stadium, a venue you've never been to before. <laughs> Tottenham two exactly. uh, defeated Crystal Palace. One. The Ange bus rolls on. It does indeed, yes. And uh, look, I mean, Spurs being unplayable. They were 2-0 pretty much for large periods of this game in control the whole way through, to, to be fair. Uh, Richarlson, fantastic. Kuzieski, Son up front, just doing a, a wonderful job. Obviously, James Madison in that midfield and Sam Basuna as well. Uh, I mean, all those tactic players up front for Tottenham are really hitting their stride at the moment. Tottenham as a side are just playing with a whole lot of confidence and the belief as well. It was a real test of patience for the Spurs to keep at it, but eventually they broke through the Palace defence 
in that second half and really took them to shreds. 2-1 was the end result. Uh, an unfortunate result for Palace, but a wonderful three points for Spurs. Yeah, they got a goal in injury time. Crystal Palace had almost got another goal, but Tottenham still leading the way. 2-1 over Crystal Palace. Brentford 2 over Chelsea nil. Surprise result there. Yeah, it was. I mean, Chelsea have had uh, you know two wins on the bounce in the lead-up to this game, and I thought people at Stamford Bridge would have given Chelsea hope. I certainly did. I thought Chelsea may have turned a corner with their recent run of form and hopefully had some confidence going to that dressing room. But that confidence was all but taken away with Bradford winning this game 2-0, nearly at half-time. But the second half, Bradford really put them to the sword. I think Chelsea kind of we were very tired in that second half. It was a very lacklustre performance in the second 45 minutes. They just couldn't keep up with Bradford. Bradford have had a terrific run in Stamford Bridge over like two or three years since they've been there. I don't think they've lost a single game. So Thomas Frank has been uh, really strong there at uh, at Stamford Bridge. And for Thomas Frank and his football side, they haven't had the best of starts this season. Very inconsistent run. Hasn't helped at their main player. Ivan Tony is facing gambling charges at the moment. So, uh, you know, with him out of action, they quite haven't been the same side this season, but good to see them get three points. And for Chelsea, it's an unfortunate drop of points. They've got a really tough run of games next four or five weeks with the likes of City and Liverpool mm. and also uh, Everton as well away from home. So they've got a really difficult run coming up, Chelsea. So wait and see how that pans out. No issues for Arsenal. 5-0 over Sheffield United. Yeah, this was a training run for Arsenal, to be fair. I think they were just all over Sheffield United from the start to finish. Uh, really strong performance from Mikel Arteta's men. They only leveled one nil at half time and scored all the four goals in the second half. They could have been up to three nil in the first half in the first probably ten fifteen minutes. To be honest, they created chances from the very start. Sheffield United just were not at the races this one. That's why they're bottom of the table in the Premier League. They're struggling defensively. They're struggling in attack as well. Things aren't clicking at the moment for Sheffield United. Very worrying concerns in terms of them staying up this season. But Arsenal continue their job and stay on the heels of Spurs. A good result for, for Arsenal. All right, just quickly with this match, Bournemouth 2 over Burnley 1. Yeah, good result for Bournemouth 2 1. Bottom of the table clash. Uh, good confidence from this. Good three points. Burnley, see, they, they're staring down the barrel of another relegation fight. I think it's going to be a long, hard season for Burnley. Good result for Bournemouth. Wolves at Newcastle 2 all draw. Yeah, well, this is a great game for the neutral. Uh, back and forth, two all, very uh, entertaining game. At one stage, Newcastle led two arms for Wolves, caught back to two all. Uh, I thought Wolves, you know, could have walked out with all three points at some stage. They created some really good opportunities, and uh, and unfortunately for Newcastle, they just weren't at the races in this game. A good point, uh, I think Wolves probably felt they probably could have got all three at one stage, but a good point for both teams. Important win for Everton, one nil over West Ham. Big win, big result for Everton. Um, they're turning a corner slowly, but surely at Everton they've got a few wins together now. Hopefully this will give them the confidence away from home. West Ham have been a very strong side at home in uh, in past weeks. Not an easy place to come play football. David Moyes' side are playing with a whole lot of confidence and, and the morale is certainly up there at the moment. So it's not an easy place to come play football. But Everton look like they've hit some, some really good form in this game. They're really playing with a, with a real purpose about them. Defensively, their guns in attack, create some opportunities. And thankfully for their sake, they uh, they score one of those opportunities and walk out with a 1-0, three points, big three points, and hopefully can turn their season around. Brighton and Fulham had a one-all draw. Aston Villa defeated Luton Town 3-1, and Liverpool defeated Nottingham Forest 3-0. Probably no real surprises in those uh, results. But I want to ask you quickly about this Man City 3 over Manchester United. Neil Man City certainly hitting back over the past couple of weeks, but Man United at Old Trafford as well. That's a very disappointing result to continue their disappointing start to the season. Yeah, it is. I mean, uh, you know, really, they, they came out of the blocks the first 20, 25 minutes, Man United, and really put Man City under a lot of pressure. They created some half opportunities here and there. Things looking positive halfway through that first half, but then 
once that penalty decision was given to Man, uh, Man City 1-0, they took the lead at half-time. I just felt Man United's heads dropped from there on in. They couldn't find that bit of momentum that started the game uh, in, that, in the beginning of that second half, and things kind of fell away from there. And once Man City grabbed the second goal, it was all but over, and then it was a 3-0 demolition job in the end. It could have been probably 4 or 5. Uh, it was men versus boys stuff in that second half, particularly, I thought, Man City just dominated the game and showed why they've been at the top of the table for so long now. And Man United, my questions about Ten Hag, questions about some of the selections and substitutions he made during the course of the game, uh, they really couldn't find their rhythm at all in this game. And I think Man United are, are worlds apart from even being a top four side at the moment. That's a scary thing if you're a Man United fan. But for Man City, big three points. And, and Pep Guardiola just keeps you know, piling on the pressure on Spurs at the moment. So... Uh, in a really good position at the moment, Man City. Interesting to see if there's going to be any changes at Manchester United. A-League across the course of the weekend. Brisbane Raw 3 over another dis- uh, disappointing performance by Sydney FC. Nil. Uh, Wellington Phoenix 2 defeated Perth Glory 1. We saw the Wanderers good win over Western United 5-0. MacArthur 2 over the Central Coast Mariners 1. Uh, High scoring game. This one, Melbourne victory five over Newcastle Jets three. And Adelaide United getting six goals uh, over Melbourne City, who didn't score a goal. Six nil Adelaide United over Melbourne City. John, great stuff as always. We will chat on Friday morning, preview another weekend, uh, both here locally with the A-League and, of course, the EPL, which just continues rolling on. Great stuff, mate. And, uh, of course, the Matildas doing a fantastic job as well in the Asian Cup Olympic qualifiers. So let's hope the Matildas can keep uh, that form up tomorrow night against Chinese Taipei. And, mate, you have a lovely week and uh, and look after yourself. Great to have you back. Charlie did a good job looking after the seat on the Friday, mate. But uh, we missed your presence uh, on Friday, mate. So good to have you back. Thank you, John. We'll chat on uh, Friday. Look forward to it. All right, mate. Talk soon. John Geller on the line talking football. Just a text from Junior Smithy before the break. Morning, Dan. The next Wallabies coach should be Brad Thorne or Stephen Larkham. And the Bears should be brought back, but in a national second division because being a team with no full-time home won't work. The NRL should be developing and restructuring the game by having a national second division, Pacific club cab, uh, competition, bringing country group rep sides as full-time teams in the state competitions to boost up the competitions as the state sides are no longer a reserve grade team for NRL teams. Junior Smithy, that first point you make um, about no full-time home won't work. It's something that Chris said as well. Chris Perkins said as well. It's a really interesting point about this uh, bid from the Bears to become the Pacifica Bears. 10 to 6 in New South Wales, 10 to 5 in Queensland. Couple of texts to finish things off on this Tuesday morning. This one from Wheels. The Pacific Bears won't happen. Uh, the reek of desperation. They need to let go. Bring in Perth. Go Flano and the Saints in 2024. That from Wheels, yeah. Well, uh, we'll see what the Dragons do uh, next year. And this one from the Chookman. He says, hi, Dan. Rugby needs to blow... The, oh, thank you for the text, by the way, Wheels. Uh, hi, Dan. Rugby needs to blow the whole system up and start again. Bring back the mighty Bears, Chookman. So Wheels says uh, no chance of the Bears. Chookman says bring back the Bears. So going to be interesting to see if there's any legs to this story. Uh, we'll wait and see. Tomorrow morning on the show, we'll have a chat with Matty Cox. Paul Dennett will also talk cricket as well uh, on the show tomorrow morning. Breakfast coming up with Jimmy Smith and Greg Alexander for our listeners in Sydney. Queensland listeners, you'll get the first hour of Jimmy and Brandy. Then it'll be Patton Heels. Have a great Tuesday. I'll see you tomorrow morning from 5 a.m.